So the holidays and the new year are just around the corner. And I'm sure many of our listeners have their minds on goal setting just like we do. But have you ever found yourself, I'm just curious to know, um, just stepping back from the goals that you actually want to set because you feel like they just aren't possible? Have you ever fallen into this trap? I have. I've had that. Uh, I mean, I, I would say I'm not altogether immune to that even now. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think about every year there's goals that you you hit, hopefully. But at least for me, there's always goals that I miss. And and this isn't to say that the full focus system doesn't work. This is just to say, hey, when you set risky goals, you know, it's about having a great gain and, and you don't always, you know, it's not, you're not doing it right if you hit a thousand, you know, if you're batting a thousand on all of your goals. But when you are experiencing kind of some disappointment, or like, oh, I fell a little shorter than I had wanted to on this goal, for instance, mm-hmm. at least for me, it's kind of hard to go, oh, do I want to up the ante and set a, a big goal like that next year? I, I think that's really true. I think a lot of times our thinking is really our biggest obstacle. And I, I do think it is challenging um, when it's a really busy time of year. Um, or when you've just got a lot happening, you know, kind of if you're in this sense of like overwhelm and then you're trying to really in a sense set a vision for the next year, you're thinking maybe like nothing is possible. Like it's just all too much right now. I don't have Mm -hmm. any room for dreaming about, you know, what I want, you know, for the next year, you know, can kind of set you off on the wrong foot um, when you think about your goal setting. And in some ways, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. Like if you kind of have that overwhelm mindset and you're like, I can't, you know, I can't dream about the future, just everything I'm maxed out, then it's like you get into the next year and you just drift into kind of the same thing because you haven't set aside that time you haven't had that time to like clearly think about what you want um, for the next year. Yeah. Or, yeah. or pro- in my case, it would be processing the the disappointments, mm-hmm. right? Because if you are looking, if you're trying to diagnose your future by what's happened in the past, you can't really do anything more than what you've already achieved or maybe you get slight incremental improvement, right? You know, but that that self-fulfilling prophecy thing is is true. It's like the, is it Henry Ford? Quote, if you think you can or you think you can't. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. right. Yeah. Or is that, was that uh, Elon Musk? He's <laughs> one of those car makers. Yeah, I think that, that, sounds, that sounds right, Blake. I think, you know, the truth is that our thinking has a direct impact on the results that we experience. And we know those to be what we call limiting beliefs. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. These three steps that you can take to overcome the thinking that's holding you back from a better future. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you, too. Happy Monday unto you. Happy Monday unto you, my friends. (laughs) 
All right, so today we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs and really how to kind of identify those and move toward a better future. So the first step of that is really to assess your mindset. You know, often we fail to pursue a goal that really matters to us because we just don't believe it's possible. You know, it's like our thinking stops us before we ever begin. It it is actually if you take the time to sit and think about that, it's really it's really crazy how powerful just our mindset really is. You know, it is the thing that can launch us into moving towards a goal or the thing that can keep us from ever even starting. It all really comes back to our mindset. Mhm. The two that if we can I guess dial this in. There's a, a ton. I mean, mindset is a huge topic, but if we could categorize this for you listening just to help you self-assess, we talk about really two kinds of mindsets that we can go into goal setting with. One being a scarcity mindset. In other words, there's not enough, you know, not enough time, not enough money, not enough opportunity. And the flip side, an abundance mindset where there's an underlying belief that there's there's more than enough to go around. There's, you know, I I can always think of new ideas. Opportunities aren't in short supply. I can get creative about acquiring what I need to financially or just the resources I need or the the people I need to to achieve that. So scarcity versus abundance, verbs or or Courtney, what what's been your experience? Have you ever caught yourself kind of in that you know, in the maybe the scarcity camp? Well, let me say this. I think one thing that has helped me in that practice of not falling into a scarcity mindset is, you know, again, this is the secret sauce uh, that I refer to as the weekly preview in the planner. But there's that question at the top of the weekly preview, recount your wins. So instead of what I would normally kind of just skim over that, it's actually caused me to pause and actually think about even if the win didn't seem like it was this grandiose accomplishment. What are the smaller things that that are significant indicators that, man, it was a good week. This is something that could should be considered as a win, recognized and celebrated in some sort of way. And I think that um, just helps at least helps me get my thinking to a level of there's good stuff that has happened that's worth paying attention to, which means there's more stuff that could also happen in this upcoming week that I need to be paying attention to as well. And I think just the practice of doing that, you know, throughout however many weeks of the year, and then coming to the point to where you're going to set and frame up some new goals uh, for the the next year, it really just puts me in a, a different sort of mindset of what I'm looking towards versus what hasn't happened or things that I just missed. It kind of gives me building blocks to get get in that right mindset of, hey, there's more out there to, to grab a hold of. There's more out there to accomplish. It kind of pushes me into that abundance mindset zone versus the scarcity. I think this is a really important one um, to learn. And I feel like over time, I think especially, I guess I've been with this company for three and a half years now. And I think as soon as I really read Best Year Ever, and that was before I even um, started here, I really started to start looking for these limiting beliefs and have I had that language to be able to say, oh, that sounds like a limiting belief. Um, and I think that's really the first step is being able to like identify those for myself and for other people. You know, I think 
for Chase and I, you know, when we talk about different things, you know, being able to say like, hey, I think that sounds like that could potentially be a limiting belief, you know, um, has been really helpful. But I think over time, that practice of figuring out what those things are and just being able to spend the time to, you know, (laughs) I I, I hate saying think about my thinking, but like (laughs) examine (laughs) my thinking (laughs) and really see like what's behind that. Is that, is that really, is it truly a limiting belief? Like, is there scarcity there mm. that's really all based in my thinking and not really based in um opportunity or possibility um mm-hmm. I think has been really critical for me I think that's that's good Courtney and I'm actually curious um I'm sure this is going to play into some India Enneagram conversation when I pose this question but so I feel like there is there's the scarcity mindset and then I feel like I fall more into the category of, all right, I'm 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 somewhat of a realist. So if I'm looking at something and I say, hey, there's actually not enough time, then my, my perception is, no, there's actually not enough time. Time is limited. But I don't always want to write that off as a scarcity uh, posture. But is there is there something to where there's a threshold between, hey, I'm just being real about the situation, but pushing past that to say, what is the th- what is the the brink to where it's okay? Let me pay attention to the opportunity that is actually is there, even though it may be in short supply. The tough thing about self identifying limiting beliefs is mm-hmm. uh, when you have a limiting belief, it just sounds like a fact to you. Normally, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah. You don't first think, "Oh, well, I know I have scarcity thinking around this," but it's no, this is a fact. Well, can I just chime in here on that one specifically? Can, Verbs, I would. You can chime. Like exactly what you just said there about time. You're like, I'm a realist. Like there's only so much time in a day. I would even say that your view of time feels like um, we have so many, so much thinking about time and like Mm -hmm. what is possible in in time. We feel like that's like so concrete when in actuality, that's not really the case. You know, like there's lots of things about you know, like what can be accomplished during a day, what things take priority over other things that, again, I don't want to get like too far into our thinking, but I think we bring a lot of perceptions even about time, like how much can be done here that may not actually be true. Or how do we Mm -hmm. do what we think can't be done in regards to how we view the time? How are we thinking about Mm -hmm. the, you know, the work that has to be done? No, I got you. It's a good work. For me, the helpful indicator is how do you feel emotionally and even physically. So if if you you know can you know if you're thinking something or you're looking at a goal and you're going oh well I don't have enough I'm not creative enough to do that like if you say I'm not creative or I'm I don't have time to do that whatever for me when I say something that ends up being a limiting belief it's almost like I can feel my shoulders tense up or I feel kind of down about myself mm-hmm. is your opinion of yourself better or is it you know worse like lower when you think about when you think that thought you know and if that's important because there may be some things that may to someone else seem like a limiting belief but like if it feels empowering to you and like in an emotional way then you're going to perform better you know if at the same time you could say oh well there's not enough oh well i can't do that because x y and z it's like well if you feel like a smaller shrinkier (laughs) version of yourself there's a that's literally a limiting believe that belief is, you know, uh, there's uh, one of my pastors said this once, I thought it was just brilliant. He said, uh, and this is, you know, obviously in a Christian 
context, but uh, you know, he said, Jesus said, the, the truth will set you free. So if it's not setting you free, what are you believing? Yes. And I just thought that was, that was awesome. So self-assessing can be hard. It's good to have a friend, <laughs> but you can also check in with your emotions as well, I think, to identify, is there a scarcity thought here? So we talked about scarcity mindset, abundance mindset. It's going to feel different. It's going to sound different. And it's going to lead to different results. The second step, once you consider your mindset, is to name your belief. So now we're, we're kind of drilling down more specifically here, right? Like there's a mindset, a sense of there's not enough or a sense of there's more than enough. The belief is usually about one of three things. Although if you're like me, you've got some in, in every category. Uh the world would be the first category, your beliefs about others, and then your beliefs about yourself, right? Those are kind of the three main areas of, of limiting beliefs. So for an example, a belief that um, we have about the world, that might sound something like it's a terrible time to start a business, or I don't trust my boss. They only look out for themselves. That's a belief about others. Um, I don't have the willpower to install good habits or I don't have the willpower to work out every day. You know, that's a limiting belief about ourselves. And like you said, Blake, earlier, we're so used to our own thought patterns that they feel like facts. They feel normal. Um, We don't really even view them as beliefs. You know, I think this is what it's really mind blowing to stop and think about it for a second like what we think is not factual. It's just our beliefs. And they 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 are the lens that we look through in everything. We view them as reality. So the best way, this is going to sound like um, it should be coming from Blake, but the best way to really figure these out is to <laughs> write them down on paper. Um, it yeah. really helps you kind of figure out what these limiting beliefs are and that's the first step to actually defeating them. And I, honestly, I feel like even that first step of writing them down can be challenging. Again, mm-hmm. it may be good to sit down with a, a, a good friend or somebody that knows you well that can help you kind of process through um, what potential limiting beliefs you have um, as the first yeah. step to defeating them. And I think that is important because you kind of you got to you have to get that conversation out of your head because to you, it does feel normal. And it's like these limiting beliefs, and I don't know if we said it yet in this podcast, is is you have to ask yourself, is it true? Because if it's not true, then it's basically a whisper of deception that just keeps playing the same tune inside of your head that you, you've gotten used to that music. So getting that out of your head, like you mentioned, Courtney, and, and slaying the limiting belief by writing it down, giving it a name, mm-hmm. kind of gets it out of that, uh, that cerebral um, – conversation that goes on or has been going on maybe for years and take a look at it and say, oh, this is what I've been stuck on. This is not even true. Mm -hmm. How do I, Mm -hmm. how do I, let me get this out of my head in a new way of thinking. And I mean, I think it's excellent advice as well to have somebody bounce this thing off of somebody that cares about you and is able to speak, you know, sensibly into, into your, what they see and how they see you react to those sorts of thoughts as well. So speaking as both of your, you know, really good friend, um, you know, are there some limiting beliefs that we can talk through um, here on the podcast for either one of you? Any limiting beliefs that sneak up on you? 
Oh, or would sure. you like me to tell you I, what your limiting beliefs are? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be awesome. That would be like a oh, next yeah. level style. I've got it. I've got it. Do Here it. it goes. Okay, verbs. Let's go. Your limiting yeah. belief is that you can't rap on this podcast. <laughs> but so so the and, real and my limiting music. belief is that I can rap on this podcast. See, that's <laughs> it's the it's the exact opposite thing. Yeah, it's limiting me from being a. Uh, effective podcaster actually is that belief before we go on side note because this is this has come up before in a comments i i want people to know verbs that you were a professional rapper back in the day professional yeah and you rapped for again i think i said this actually in a podcast episode i saw a video of you it was like it felt like a hundred thousand people i don't know how many people you were in front of but it was way more than I will ever be in front of in it my lifetime. It was a gaggle of folks, so. yeah. So yes, that in, at one point in my life, that was the thing I did. That was like my job, writing, recording, touring in the music industry. But so here's here's what a limiting belief is or could be is because I did it years ago, late 90s, early 2000s, even though I could still write songs and rap, am I too old to do that at this stage in the game and still be... Um, relevant and effective mm-hmm. now and then there, and there's this is like a big conversation i think just not only in the music world but just anybody that's past a certain threshold in their age i mean this is kind of where ageism kind of comes in in that whole yeah. conversation um but so i think within really uh hip-hop music specifically there's a sense that oh you, once you turn this age you're not able to do it as well uh your music's not as relevant it sounds old because now it's classic music but at the same time if you still have groups like the Rolling Stones on tour, uh, Metallica, whatever the band may be, or even jazz musicians, like they they carry on on until the later years of their life, still doing what they love. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that rises up for a lot of artists, specifically maybe for even you know business owners, is like, hey, there's a threshold where I'm going to be irrelevant in this industry, and how we confront that, I think, is important by naming it first of all, and then even asking, is it true? Like, is this is this really a legitimate belief if I look out over the scope of the industry? Because if there's one person that's still doing it and it's being successful at it, then that kind of proves my limiting belief to be incorrect. Yeah, that there is other possibility. Okay, so I think this is a really great example. So like, let's right. take this Thank one. You for like, that. Common Common is 49, Kanye is 44. <laughs> Some of the best rappers right now, right now are pushing 50 years old and still consistent yep. in all of that. So just thought I'd throw that in there. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, 
and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Yeah, I like this a lot. So let's like lay that down as step number two, that kind of naming that belief, which leads us into step number three, which is to, and we've kind of already started doing this a little bit with with that example, is to write a new story. Yes. Writing a new story. There's there's a, a wonderful book I read on this this year uh, called Personality Isn't Permanent by Benjamin Hardy. If you want to do some further reading on this concept in particular, one of the things that he says in there is some version of, I wonder if I wrote it down, actually. It's uh, embrace your future to change your past, which essentially what he's talking about is think about what you'd want or the person you'd have to be to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And then you can essentially use your past rather than evidence against what you want to do or what you want to become as almost like seeing your past as more of a hero's journey, like those necessary building blocks or trials or something that where you were building the muscle, so to speak, to accomplish what you want to build or accomplish. I'm probably butchering his true point, but <laughs> but the the principle is still the principle is still really true, I think, which is when you can think of your past differently if this old usually our old limiting beliefs if you write down that name that new belief it's because you had some type of experience it could have been an experience you had as a kid experience you had this year you know trying to achieve a goal if you can change the narrative about what that past experience means and really embrace the desired future you want i think those are kind of the beginnings of starting to write a new story for yourself can i share a simple trick please do yes Again, I don't want to butcher this as well because I kind of heard this one secondhand, but Byron Katie talks a lot about this type of thing. So something I'll do, I, I literally every week, you, <laughs> Courtney, you said, oh, Blake, I feel like you should talk about this. It's like a weekend routine for me to process through limiting beliefs that I'm carrying around, <laughs> literally. And one of the things I do, if I'm struggling with it, I'll, I'll actually just say the opposite thing and see how that feels. So just as a, it's not where you have to land necessarily, but real life, I was looking back at my journal when we pulled this podcast up and, you know, I'm kind of going down to the roots of things and going scuba diving all the way down. And one of the ones I, I wrote down was like, whenever I try to become more successful, I always encounter more resistance than other people. You know, it's like totally bogus, right? But it felt really true to me. When I say that out loud, even now I can feel that sort of cringy thing you know, that, that limiting feeling. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to change your story or trying to, you know, we would use the term liberating truth, you know, replace that limiting belief with a liberating truth. Uh, for starters, I could say, uh, you know, uh, how, well, maybe you can help me out. How would I flip that on its head? Whenever I try to become more successful, I always encounter, I probably, the belief behind that is that I encounter too much resistance. It's not even more than it's more than other people, but like things are always going to be hard, harder for me when I try to reach new heights? For me, I would want to flip it to say, hey, when I'm pursuing something along these lines, like as I pursue success, challenges are going to come. 
and I have everything I need to overcome those challenges, or I have the, you know, ability to find the resources I need to overcome those challenges to be successful. Yeah. Or like whenever I try to become more successful, I'm great at overcoming the resistance that comes my way Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yep. I do like with that liberating truth, I'm still acknowledging, you know, (laughs) with success, I don't, you know, I don't know that's ever going to be like a walk in the park. Like, you know, you're just going to like arrive, you know. So I think in that example, I I like the idea of still acknowledging like challenges are going to come. Like if I'm committed to working towards success, challenges are going to come. But I like that sense in me that to remind myself, I have what it takes to overcome those along the way. Um, I think is kind of an 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 important element as as people are kind of listening to this and playing it out in their own stories. Yeah, or even if it was about resistance itself, right? Like the resistance I face keeps me from being successful. I could say the resistance I face is what empowers me to be successful. That's yeah. good. And I would mm-hmm. I would think even to help even further is just identify how you perceive that resistance. And mm-hmm. then reaffirming that you have the skill set to assess it, see it for what it is, and um, navigate through it based on who you are, how you think, how you process. I think this is also really helpful. Like, I mean, if you continue to have your limiting belief, like if you held that into the future, like what would happen? Like what would the actions be that you would take because of that limiting belief? Well, I would shrink back from action altogether probably. Right. Because if I think that, well, if I try to do, you know, become more or achieve more than I've done before, if I try to be really successful, then it's going to be too hard, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, I'll, I will be able to actually break free or overcome resistance that I might face. And so by having that thinking, you are, it is basically, like we said, like it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, your actions are a result of that thinking. And so, yeah, you're not going to be successful with that limiting belief. But on the flip side, if you like, if you had that liberating truth, then what are your actions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If I if I think resistant, the resistance I face on the way to success is going to empower me to succeed, mm-hmm. then I would... Not only would I take action, but I would take action faster. I would be more decisive because it's no longer a question of if I'm going to face resistance, it's more I've reframed resistance to being something that empowers me, like lifting weights is empowering to build strength. It's not something that you, you know, but- it's almost, then it's like, oh, it's, I don't, I don't, there's not pressure on doing it right or wrong or facing resistance or trying to avoid resistance. It's like, no, 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 like I'm either going to win right away or I'm going to be empowered to win through resistance. Yeah, I almost think it. it's like when you get that resistance, you almost it's almost exciting because right. you're like, mm-hmm. okay, here it is. Like, here's my opportunity for this next building block. You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I I'm wasn't thinking that there was never going to be any resistance. I knew the resistance was going to come. And here's my opportunity to grow with this resistance. I mean, I, I think that's a really great example of the power of this in our lives. All right, let's move on because I feel vulnerable. Too vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about it, the three steps to overcoming the thinking that so often holds us back. Step one, assess your mindset. Step number two, name your belief. And step number three, write a new story.
So today we really just scratched the surface on limiting beliefs and liberating truth, but there's really a lot more to this and we don't have time to cover it completely in this 30-minute podcast. If you're interested in going deeper with us, join us for your best year ever. Um, We are going to delve into signposts for identifying limiting beliefs, strategies for writing liberating truths, and tips for living into a better story. Um, Again, today was just a little piece of this. Um, And even better, we're going to show you how to use your new thinking Um, as a foundation for setting goals you can't wait to achieve. So um, we are opening registration for Your Best Year Ever later this week, um, if you're listening this on Monday. So make sure watch your inbox for that. It is every year I, I struggle to really summarize like what a critical tool this is for people that use the Full Focus Planner. Uh, just to give everybody a little history, Your Best Year Ever was created first. Um, It was a course, our goal setting course. And over time, we were like, you know, what would be really amazing is if there was like an implementation tool that helped you on a daily basis live out your goals. And that's when we created the planner. Um, And so really, your best year ever every year, we, the three of us go through it every year. Um, Frankly, I don't know if I would be as successful with the planner if I didn't take the time to do this goal setting work at the beginning of the year. Is that true for you too? Absolutely. I Because the hardest hurdle for me to make time for or get over the hump about is the actual goal setting because it feels mm. too much. Like there's too much. There's too many live domains. There's there's too much time in the year. And, and I'll just default to the busyness of the day or the busyness of the week. Best year ever, even though I already know, and maybe you listening already know the content, it's not really about the content, at least for me at this stage. I've done it, you know, two or three times, at least at this point. It's way more about the process, you know, and the process never gets old because you keep growing, you keep learning. It's always a new year, new things to do. And so to go through the process, I always feel more excited and confident about my choices around my goals, more in sync with my own desired future. Uh, it's truly the most wonderful time of the productive year. <laughs> so true. And we have a live event where you can do all of your goals on December 30th. Um, so that's always a really, really fun event. So if you don't want to do the course kind of on your own, um, I highly recommend setting doing the day with us live. Um, it's It's really, really a blast. Okay, so if you are interested in joining us this year, you can go to bestyearever.me and join the waitlist. And again, it's going to open up later this week. Or we also have um, webinars happening this week that are totally free to get some training on this as well. So again, we hope to see you there with us at Best Year Ever Live. So the good news is you don't have to stay stuck in thinking that holds you back. You can replace limiting beliefs with liberating truths when you assess your mindset, name your belief, and write a new story. Courtney and Blake, before we head out, do you guys uh, have any final thoughts for our focus on this, listeners? Well, I would love to come back to your limiting belief verbs for a second and see if we can do a quick liberating truth for you related to this because I think for everybody listening like we can all benefit from this uh, (laughs) new liberating (laughs) truth 
So I think mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to dial it in. I I do have a question for you, really quick, Verbs. Like, what would be your desire in like pursuing this again, possibly? Like, what would be the the outcome that you would want? Yeah, uh, good question. And I think for me, it's always been um, it's always been more of a uh, a missional sort of endeavor as well mm-hmm. as well as a creative endeavor. So I think it would be re-locking into a motivation behind it that would actually make it enjoyable. I mean, songwriting is always going to be a creative outlet or just making music is a creative outlet. And I enjoy the process of doing that and the product. And so mm-hmm. I think just a complete, you know, quality product at the end of the day would, would be enjoyable. Yeah. So your liberating truth is I'm better than Kanye. That's what I'm, <laughs> That's what I gathered from that. If the goal is, hey, I want to be creative, you know, I want the process of, the process is kind of the reward. Like making music is really the reward, not necessarily what people evaluate about my music. I mean, I think there's maybe something there that's part of your your liberating truth. Both sides of that coin Mm -hmm. of, you know, if it's like, you know, can people that age actually produce good music, you know, is that is the outcome you're looking for for people to acknowledge your your gifting? Of course, that's great. That's, you know, everybody likes that. But is that really what you're going after? Or is it really like, I want to create because I love to be a creative person. I love that process. I love that hobby. I love what it does, how it makes me feel. Um, Mm -hmm. If that's the case, you know, I think there's maybe something um, there with that liberating truth. Agreed. Agreed. We shall continue this this conversation. (laughs) Yes. uh, Weigh in. That's an invitation, everybody. Weigh in in the Full Focus Planner community if you're not already in there. And just, uh, you know, some words of encouragement, some animated gifts, perhaps, pushing verbs along the path. Maybe we can get a habit goal out of him by the end of this. Oh, the gauntlet has been cast. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Have it go around that. So with that, we want to say thank you, the listener, for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the Internet. So share it with your friends. Don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. But until then, stay focused. focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.